expressed in this podcast are solely those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. I'm Mike Gurdenbeck. I'm Alex Gorling. And these are Soberless Thoughts. Alex. Yes, Mike. Guess what? What? It's Drunkards in History Part 2! Drunkards in History! Dos. Dos. <laughs> it's mean two. Dos. Dos mas. I might make that the title of the podcast. Dos. Yeah. Drunkards in History. Dos. If <laughs> <laughs> we do a third one, we'll do another language like something else yeah. in another language I, I was trying to think of something like triple yeah yeah <laughs> i think that's just a game i don't think that's <laughs> yeah right <laughs> all right so tonight we are going to do what we've been talking about for fucking months now yep bud light versus bush light the taste test the taste of oh my god <laughs> I uh, wish my dad was here for this. I know. <laughs> he won't do it. But though. yeah, I was gonna say he's already expressed his disdain yeah. to be uh, to be on said podcast. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> I quote. <laughs> oh shit. So what I did was for our listeners and yep. not the people watching on YouTube. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what I did was I took one glass and i filled it with bush light yep i took the other glass i filled it with bud light Mm -hmm. only i know which glass has which beer that's right i gave those glasses to alex yep and he is now going to taste and see which is which he's going to guess one glass has stripes on it the other glass does not and i know which is which so i gotta say so I'm putting these things next to each other, side by side right now, right? So at first glance, they look identical, right? Uh, but my glass on my right, the one the glass without any stripes on it, I can already tell this beer is way more carbonated than the left beer because um, there's a lot more bubble activity. Like, it is just constant. So that means this has a higher CO2 in it, right? For some reason, my left glass looks like it's just a smidgen hint of a shade off of the same golden hue. But that could be the glass, though. It might not be the beer. Right. Um, So I'm going to try my right hand first. The one that's extra carbonated. Okay. Hmm. (laughs) interesting yeah okay and now the other all right (laughs) so here's what i got for you all right let's hear it it is very close yeah all right i think the one in my right is bud light the one so the one without stripes one without stripes is the bud light yeah the one that's extra carbonated yeah that's the bush light. Is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> the reason I thought that because when I drank it, it just it seemed like it tastes like nothing. <laughs> no, I don't want to say nothing, but it was uh, <laughs> like 
it was extra like, the carbonation is what threw me off too i was like that's got to be bud light so no. the bud light actually has a uh I don't know if it's because I tried the bush light first, but it has a little bit more, I feel like, body to it. But, damn it, now that I'm trying back to back to back, <laughs> I, I'm starting to go, I don't know if I can tell a difference. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. One definitely looks darker, though. That's what's throwing me off. Actually, no, all right. So, uh, part of it was that we're, we're not, like, the best room. I've got some light to it. Maybe it, maybe because you know you with can't, the light, but with it light it from behind, it's the same light. It, no, well, I was gonna say with the light of my laptop here, uh, it's the same golden hue. It's just literally bush light is so much more carbonated than this other one. All right. This this is an AMS porn. Dude. Yeah, right. Oh, mm, yeah. Ooh. Mm. Um, all right. So the Bud Light has a has a faint bit more. I want to say maltiness almost to it. Like it has. There's something that has like a little bit of body to it. Like like a. I don't know how else to explain it. It's like a, it's a slight heaviness between the two, mm. not in body but in flavor. Okay. Um, but other than that, and the fact that the bush is way more carbonated, yeah. Um, like I can't tell that big of a difference to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's that's it. Maybe they literally just carved the ever living shit out of. Uh, the bush light. Yeah, uh, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, like that would make sense. What if they're just taking Bud Light and adding water to it and CO2 and the shit out of it, and that's what you get bush light? It could be, yeah. Like the, like it's 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 enough change that we, it would technically be a different recipe at that point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. I, that could be exactly what's happening. Wow. That is weird. <laughs> I keep going back and forth trying to figure this out. <laughs> I don't think we'll really fully know. Uh, hey, according to my dad, they're coming from the same fucking place. The same fucking tank. Yep. That's crazy. See, I I didn't even know they were both made an from Anheuser-Busch. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I thought Bush Light was like its own like beer somewhere because i honestly i don't think i've ever yeah i don't think i've ever drank bush light until tonight <laughs> to be completely honest with you yeah it's just we always drank uh bud light coors light if we were you know needed to save a buck or two we'd drink uh milwaukee's best light or ice if you really want to get hammered All right uh like Keystone or Keystone something. Light. We did Keystone a lot. Uh, Natty Light. Nat Dude. Uh, I remember I bought a 30-pack <laughs> of Natty Light one time. My friend's like, oh, my God, why? I'm like, dude, my, par like, my parents drink Natty Light. Like, when yeah. they're, all, like, all hanging out. It's like when we were younger and, like, all the uncles and everybody come up because it was like, we got a case of Natty. Let's do this. Right. Uh, but then I would do it. My friend's like, 
no, don't do that. Like, what? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what I went through in college, though. Rolling Rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rolling Rock. I loved good. the Green Machine for some reason because yeah. it was like, it was cheaper than, it was cheaper than Bud Light at the time, but. Yeah. Oh. Get it out. The new pool chemical cleaning compound. Get it out. Baby diaper leaking. Get it out. Get it out. Neighborhood kid takes a piss. Get it out. Get it out. Your asshole uncle drops a turd. Get it out. Get it out. Your wife gets bitchy and periods in the pool. Get it out. Get it out. The new pool chemical cleaning compound. Get it out. Warning: This product removes all sunscreen lotion, spray on tan, vermicide, makeup, and hand sanitizer. Get it out. The new pool chemical cleaning compound. Get it out. Get it out. And we are back. <laughs> and we're back. All right. So, uh, drunkards in history. Drunkards in history, part two. Part two. Dose. So, I'm curious. Yes. Because I, so I picked someone this time that is, I realized like I've been one note. Yeah. Like, so if we do a third, I've got to go off the, like, I've got to do a different route. Okay. Um, because one of the people I chose, I'm like, man, it's 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 not similar, but kind of. Like, I'm like, right. wow. That's well, last a- time you did Hunter S. Thompson. I did. Yeah. And I'm kind of hoping that... And last time I did Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. And I'm hoping uh, you keep up the... Uh, oh, what is it? The format. Just because it'd be funny if we both did this at the same time. I don't think so. Because no. I, I know what... And actually, mine's probably going to be two at once. Is how I'm gonna do mine. Kinky. Do you want me? Do you want me to do mine first? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, <laughs> so uh, my drunkard in history, yes, is actually going to be two people. Yeah, and they are the two most drunk presidents in the United States history. Nice. <laughs> One, John Adams. Yeah, and number two, Franklin Pierce. Franklin Pierce. That, yeah, that's what everybody says when they hear Franklin Pierce. Wait. <laughs> I feel like it was Franklin Pierce is was he the one that like got in a gunfight with somebody? No. I'm I think I like Hamilton. Yep. And somebody else. Hamilton and Aaron Burr. That's what it was. Yeah. All right, never mind. Sorry. All right. Yeah. Continue, good sir. So yeah. Okay. So we'll start with John Adams, the second president of the United States of America. So uh, John Adams got into Harvard at age 15. Did you know that? No. Nice. But started drinking and smoking heavily at age eight. I mean, you know, (laughs) some stuff's went down. Age eight. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, in a, a letter that he wrote to his wife once, he mm. said, then this is a direct quote from this letter. Okay. He said, I would grit, I would give three guineas. Do you know what guineas are by the way? Side note. I mean, it sounds like it's some kind of currency. So guineas. So you had guineas and you had shillings. And basically, twenty-one shillings equaled one guinea. Yeah, and that's that was their currency. Okay. Okay. So backstory on that. So he said, "I would give three guineas, guineas, 
for a barrel of your cider. This is to his wife. Okay. Not one drop of it to be had here for gold or wine is not to be had under 68, I guess, dollars per gallon. It has this fucking quote has a dollar sign? I don't know what that means as far as guineas and shillings. Go, yeah, because I know they definitely didn't have dollars. Yeah, well, it's probably just saying it is a currency because no one's used to that. Yeah, under the under sixty eight per gallon, <clears throat> probably shillings because he's talking about guineas. Rum forty shillings a gallon. See, see, then that's uh, got to be shillings, then, yeah. Because the because he said sixty eight and then forty. All right, so I'll start from the beginning. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I would give three guineas for a barrel of your cider. Not one drop of it to be had here for gold, and wine is not to be had under sixty eight shillings per gallon. Rum is forty shillings a gallon. I would give a guinea for a barrel of your beer. A small beer here is wretchedly bad. In short, I am getting nothing that I can drink. I believe I shall be sick from the cause alone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's like, just give me a good fucking beer. <laughs> good God. Yeah. Can can John Adams get a good beer in Philadelphia, please? Yeah, right. God. They are the the city of brotherly love, but at that time in uh, seventeen seventy seven couldn't find a good beer apparently. Yeah. No good beers. <laughs> uh yeah, so John Adams just wanted to get drunk, basically. Yeah. And then uh guess how guess how late John Adams lived? How with all this drink nonstop from eight years old till he died. Yeah. How old do you think John Adams lived? Well, I mean, it was back then, so probably the ripe old age of thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> so John Adams died of old age at age 90 holy shit 90 he was an enigma like that yeah. is insane for that time is period. that crazy yeah fuck yeah they were probably like <laughs> like what's your secret like you we- gotta drink more bro <laughs> that's exactly right he's like look what you do is you just you just <laughs> drink beer and you smoke cigarettes non-stop every waking moment <laughs> and you will live to be 90 years old yeah in the 1700s holy fuck yeah <laughs> all right so the other guy i'm gonna do franklin pierce he was one of the uh no name or do nothing quote unquote do nothing presidents as yeah. they call them yeah which Basically, and they call it, it was Franklin and Buchanan and another one that uh, that Chuck would be able to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, that's the inside joke. That's funny. Uh, and uh, and basically, the reason they're called the Do Nothing Presidents is because they did nothing to prevent the Civil War. Oh, okay. I just thought you meant they didn't do shit. <laughs> 
Like, so they, so the civil, like the tension building up between the northern states and the southern states was building and building and building. Yeah. And uh, basically, when these three guys were president, leading up to that, they did absolutely fucking jack shit to stop it from happening. Yeah. Okay. So Franklin Pierce uh, might have been America's most alcoholic president. <laughs> he drank hard his entire adult life and kept going right on through right on through his entire presidency. Yeah. Uh, when the Democratic Party decided to not rename it or re they decided to not renominate him as uh, president his for a second turnaround term because he was like so fucked up all the time. <laughs> and uh, the this is a direct quote this is the first thing that he said when he got word that his party, as current sitting president, was not going to renominate him for president again yeah. at the next election. What he said was, I quote, there's nothing left but to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like his style. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's what he did. Yeah. He got really fucked up. And it was only a few years after that first term of presidency that he ended up dying of cirrhosis of the liver. liver. <laughs> so you got one that lived to 90. Yeah. And it, it makes you wonder, like, how big of drinkers were they? Right. Like, there was the 90-year-old just like, I, has, I have a nice cocktail Every right. once in a while, and the other one's like a glass uh, of wine yeah. with my dinner. And the other one's like, uh, I try to get blacked out by noon. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I, and apparently, like after, so after he uh, wasn't nominated again, and then Abraham Lincoln became president. Um, he he was like, he would get completely shit faced drunk and be on the corner. In the town and like in Philadelphia, like on the corner, wasted, screaming at whoever would listen to him about how fucked up Abraham Lincoln was <laughs> and how he was such a shitty president. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, so he's, <laughs> so he's like that crazy guy on the corner screaming out shit that's drunk. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. He used to be president. Holy shit. <laughs> So if you think about it in terms like, you know that crazy dude that's like on the corner begging for change? He's like, hey, does anybody know about how if you listen to umbrellas, they tell you what snakes are saying? <laughs> that dude used to be president. Yeah, he used to be the president. <laughs> oh, God. That guy might be my new hero. <laughs> what a fall. Right. Oh God. God, you can't take a fall like that diving <laughs> off a high dive. <laughs> uh, so that's Franklin Pierce, man. Yeah, He's... Franklin Pierce, man. I got new respect for you. Shoo. Um, I remember I heard something. I don't know if it had to. I feel like it might have been Franklin Pierce or not. There was. It was a. Uh, I was. Well, what was it? It was there was a uh, like an HBO special called. This is gonna sound dirty, but it's called "Assume the Position." Yeah, and it's uh, two hundred one and two hundred two, and it was this uh, comedian that would do. Uh, What's two hundred one, two hundred two? So he would do it in classrooms, right? So it was like two hundred one, and the second one was called two hundred two. Oh, okay. 
and he would come in and he would tell like talk about pulp basically talk about pop culture and he his big thing was uh when the legend becomes fact print the legend which is actually a quote from like a john wayne movie right um and he talked about how like like some of the things we understand as history isn't actually history but it's what the legend became so that's what we believe kind of right. thing right and he goes all over and it's like it's kind of really well done where he talks about like like the historical facts but then he talks about like the humor in it all well he goes over presidents and now when he did this george uh h bush right no george w bush yeah uh george w bush was president and this is like everybody was like he showed a picture of him everybody was like oh he's such a bad president yeah yeah he's like no he's not as bad as these guys and then he showed uh, <laughs> I swear one of them was Franklin Pierce I just it don't probably remember. was uh, one was so drunk he ran over someone with a carriage <laughs> essentially got a DUI <laughs> um, and then one of them uh, lost the White House China in a poker game oh my god and I'm like that's the shit. <laughs> you're a president, and you're like, hey, I got this all the China. <laughs> no, he's sitting at the poker game, and he's ran out of money, and he's yeah. like, what do I got left? Well, I got the fucking hand. Somebody give me some shit. Yeah. And then they're yeah. like, well, you could bet, uh, I don't know, like uh, maybe the, the China. Yeah. Bet the China. <laughs> he's like, okay, then the fucking China's on the table. <laughs> They're like, no, sorry. Yeah. Uh, your uh, your ace high with a two and a seven doesn't win. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, I thought I had it. <laughs> I was calling his bluff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, Alex Gorley. Uh-huh. Lay it on me. So I am doing another author. I didn't realize this till after I already picked them. I'm like, damn, I've done. This is going to be my second author. I was kind of hoping you were going to do like another drunk serial killer <laughs> for some reason, but uh, I'm going to do one of the more famous authors. The other one is like you know more underground people know about him. This one, everyone seems to know this guy. You might have heard of him. His name is Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, what's he? What did he write? I'm just kidding. Yeah, wait, wait. who is he? <laughs> What's that? Yeah, yeah. I've never heard that. What is he like? Blonde headed with a small forehead? Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a big no. <laughs> uh, he's actually one of the great American authors. American author. Yeah. So he's from America. Uh, he's born in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh yeah, Boston. Yeah. 1809. Heard of that place? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things went now, especially like presidential kind of stuff. You yeah, know? some kinds of president. Some sometimes presidential people. Are, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, Pierce was from New Hampshire. Oh yeah, yeah, one of those, huh? Yeah, he's from up there in the woods. <laughs> came from the woods, came yeah. down to the city. Country boy came down to the city and said, "Give me some can't beer. Survive. Give me some uh, beer. <laughs> yeah, some whiskey." That moonshine shit. I'll shoot you motherfuckers. <laughs> um, so, you know what? I need to say motherfucker on this podcast more often. I just don't say it enough. I mean, as long as you roll it out, and it's quick, yeah. you know, use it as a adjective. I don't know. Hold on. 
motherfucker, let me tell you something. Uh, <laughs> so a noun? That yeah. would be a noun. You just used it as a no. noun. An well, adverb? I Can I use it as an adverb? Yeah, maybe adverb. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not... Uh, the, my two worst subjects are uh, grammar and uh, geography. So uh, one one day we'll have a podcast on mathematical equations, and I'll actually shine. But before then, okay, uh, I ain't got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe. Oh. All right, he did the Raven, right? He did do the Raven. He did the. Uh, Oh, what's the one with the heart? Telltale heart. The telltale heart. That's, That's right. It. Yeah. Got any more? Um, let's see. He did the one called uh, No Mercy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds actually, like something. Actually, you were making me think of, um, uh, was it Stephen King that was the one about the, the lady that... Um, Oh God! What was it like? She was obsessed with an author, and oh, she yeah, uh, yeah. kept the author, and she kept breaking his legs with a sledgehammer. Yeah, and a the movie brick. with Kathy Bates. With Kat, yeah. <laughs> oh God! What is that called? I feel like that's what you were thinking of. Uh, I will say this. All right, since we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, I want to go ahead and put this out there. He did create a genre. Hold on. Edgar Allan Poe created a genre. Yeah, a genre. A, a genre. A genre. Uh, he was Goner. He is widely considered to have the first detective fiction story. Really? So he had like a a I guess a character named like um let's see, August Dupin. Uh and it was in a one of his uh, I guess works called The Murders in the Rue Morgue. That's oh. from eighteen forty one. So like essentially that's where the style of like Sherlock Holmes shit CSI today like yeah. all these things that's like these stories where it's like you're trying to figure out what's happening within the story that was this man wow yeah now some of you are like wow that's kind of crazy uh, but why is he on Soberless Thoughts well let me tell you um, <laughs> uh, this guy uh, drank quite a bit to be honest with you um he i don't know the best way to put it he was like not a happy drunk <laughs> no he was an angry drunk he was a a, drunk? he was a sad drunk oh like no. this man had a gothic style if you've ever read any of his work like the raven yeah uh tell to heart any of those kind of poems or short stories he did it was definitely uh had a certain tone to it think like um tim burton but sadder Oh, okay. Yeah, because Tim Burton is very happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, usually, you know. A very. Tim like Burton really reminds me of Bob Ross, really. Like when Nightmare I think about Before it. Christmas <laughs> is just full of joy. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> now, part of this, you know, some people blame his depressiveness and his gothic style on the alcohol. Um, he actually went through a little bit of trauma, which really affected his work. Uh, like I said, he was born 1809. Uh, he went to a university, I think University of Virginia, for like a year. Um, just couldn't afford it. Yeah. So he he doesn't have that going for him. Um, he was, uh, as I've kind of read, like he wasn't like very 
he wasn't very tall in stature and he wasn't very big, so he didn't have a lot of like physical prowess by any means. So he was a little skinny guy? Little like kind of little skinny guy with a he kind of had a big ass head. At least it looks like it in all the photos. Like he's got a huge kind of forehead, a lot of hair. Melon dome. He's got yeah. He's got a thinker head. Okay. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh he's got he's got the brain. He's, yes. He's the brain. He's not pinky. Yeah, he's the brainchild. For <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. He'll overthrow the earth. <laughs> um, so let me tell you his mouthy, his mousy worth. Damn it, I fucked that up. I was right there. Um, anyway, uh, so he was born in 1809. His, uh, his father abandoned the family in 1810, right? Uh, right. Couldn't handle the infant. Yeah. Didn't want to change any diapers. Yeah, basically. He was like, you know what? I can't do it anymore. Uh, his mom died a year later of tuberculosis. Jesus. So, you know, things just don't happen those ways anymore. Like, nowadays, you don't hear of a guy just being like, I just I just can't handle it. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. Yeah. Like, And well, women did that a lot back then, too. They're just... Like, they're just going to leave their family. Like, you yeah. know what? You take care of the kids. I'm going to just go and just oh, yeah. go have a different life. Oh, yeah. People, there was people, like, there was, I don't know, there was, like, orphanages. Right. I feel like a lot more back then where they oh, just, yeah, like, for real. here, I'm out. Because that's all they had to do was basically just leave the baby on the doorstep and knock three times yeah. and just run off. And that's it. They, yeah. They're done. That yeah. was that was the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... <laughs> yeah, that was uh, definitely like a... Uh, I, I've, it's funny because I've heard so many stories about crap like that happening and you're like you really don't hear that kind of thing anymore no that doesn't happen nowadays yeah um now they run dna tests on the baby and find out who oh, the yeah. parents are and throw now they computer chip the parent and like you get a you know 100 miles away they know where you're at yeah they they send a drone after you and right. next thing you know yeah that's what <laughs> happens the mom ends up in prison then yeah because she left the baby at the doorstep of the church <laughs> Which, by the way, churches don't even have open doors anymore. Yeah, that baby would sit there for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because d- churches back in the day, people lived like there was a groundskeeper or like the preacher. Hey, that's what they're missing nowadays. The preacher used to live at the church. Well, some Catholic, some Catholic churches yeah. have what they call the rectory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is where the priest lives, and it is technically on the church property. Yeah. So you have the church, you have the actual physical church, yeah. and then somewhere behind the church, around the church, and the vicinity of the church is the church rectory, yeah. which is where the priest lives. And they do live right there on the property. Yeah. Um, that's Catholic churches. But still, at that point, like, you can't just walk into that church at any given yeah. time like you used to be able to do in the past. And get sanctuary. Right. You yeah. can't. It, it doesn't exist anymore. Those doors are all locked. I, uh, dude, yeah, for sure. 
I um I remember see, like growing up in the backwoods country, like you would see some of these churches, but there was always a house like right next door to it. Right. And it was like in walking distance. I'm like, oh well that makes sense. Like that's where the preacher or pastor would live and they would just walk to church or you know, like whatever else they did during the week to make money and they would do that on like Sunday. Right. But it was right there so they could like keep the upkeep of the church kind of thing. Right. Like it made sense. Nowadays it's like, you know, well, we'll just post a church online and we're going to do it from my basement and we'll just like, you know, send it out to 30 other churches and they'll just watch that. Well, I don't know what kind of cult you're fucking watching. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> look, all I'm saying is just make sure you have on your robes. Uh, okay. <laughs> See the cult I'm in. We don't wear robes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, Edgar Allan Poe okay. and his cult. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I realized that. I was like, oh, yeah, Edgar Allan Poe. So this guy. Yeah. So he had he had some tragedy. Tuberculosis, apparently, uh, From I remember, like, from all of us doing all this history stuff and just talking about it, I realized tuberculosis was a pain in the ass back in the day. Oh, yeah. Took millions of people. Um, yeah. So. And they caused vampirism. Yeah, there's so many things that came from TB, yeah. as they say. As they um, say. He did have uh, two siblings, older brother, younger sister. Um, now, this man actually uh, didn't really write. Like, he wrote, but he didn't actually, like, start like, writing poetry until he was about, like, 13. Uh, that was actually when he got his, like, first, like, book kind of published kind of thing. Uh, or not, I'm sorry. He um, he started writing around 13. He actually didn't get his first book published until he was 18, basically. Still, fuck, you getting a book published at 18? Yeah. Like, of what course, were you? back then, 18 was 35. Oh, 18, yeah. You should have a wife and three kids by then. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get to that here in a second, because there's one instance of this when you hear about it. Like, in today's viewpoint, you're like, that's kind of fucked up. Right. Um, sorry. So, um <laughs> So he basically started like publishing a bunch of short stories at this point. He won a couple contests. He won uh one from like a publishing company called like the Saturday Visitor. Cool. Uh, he basically um you know, he was kind of on the up and up for the most part, drinking very heavily at this point. Uh from what happened to his mom and he actually was adopted by a couple people. Um uh, he was a big fan of drinking uh absinthe which we have drank a little bit on here and I was I thought about saving that for this episode and let's drink some absinthe but it is a contraption to make yeah. uh but he uh, he would drink absinthe and brandy which But did he have like the good absinthe? Well, so I unquote. I've been looking into that by the way. Uh so and I've had arguments with people about this. So they're like Oh, that absinthe back in the day, it was the good one that made you do well, which back in the like it absinthe has a chemical in it that that the stuff we had technically still has in it. It is a like something that would I guess give you psychotropic um mind like altering substances, right? 
Well, it's such a small amount, it won't ever affect you. Mm. But back in the day, they didn't regulate any of that kind of stuff. So, like, the people that made absinthe, uh, I know this is like a derogatory term, but gypsies, essentially. Yeah. Uh, nomads. Irish gypsies? I, I think any type, really. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> the ones that would, like, travel around, well, they would, like, they would basically all they do is distill stuff, uh, base grains, distillers. and then yeah, then they throw a bunch of plants in the liquor and let it soak and soak into the liquor. Well, sometimes they might grab things that might fuck you up a little bit extra. Oh wow! So it's not because everyone's always peyote? like, oh it's, oh, it's the. I mean, I don't think they had peyote there in England, over in Europe. It's more of a. What did they have in England as far as? Well, they would have psychedelics. They would have mushrooms. They do have mushrooms there. Well, yeah. No, I don't. I don't yeah, know. yeah, shit, yeah. You um, just told me they didn't have peyote. I don't know. Oh yeah, peyote's like a. It's like a desert cactus that grows out in like the uh, southwest. But they wouldn't have that in the Sahara Desert. I mean, I'm guessing they they might. I don't know a hundred percent the mid the desert in the Middle East. Um, no, because they just certain plants will grow in certain areas and some won't, or there'll be variations of them. See, I don't, I don't know though. Like poppy plants, they just grow in the Middle East. Yes, they do. Yeah, but those actually probably got moved around too from settlers yeah. wanting to grow them because they used that shit from the beginning. Mm, milk okay. of the poppy if you're right. a game of thrones or right milk poppy milk what so what <sighs> so i'm confused as to what we're talking about then all right um <laughs> basically like absinthe as we make it today oh it, yeah absinthe that's right. yeah so it's so absinthe as we make it today it is like a um it's more regulated and it's like actually what it is right but what they drank back in the day sometimes it was like mixed with other th- it was like drinking bathtub gin back in uh um uh, oh my god i can't think of it the time where americans couldn't drink alcohol what is that prohibition called? thank you Thank you, God. <laughs> I could not think of that. Uh, Save. So yeah, it was like people drinking bathtub gym during prohibition. Like that would ma- sometimes that'd make you sick, make you ill, make you even more messed up because like maybe they made it out of a a lead line thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't know who's making what right. with what. So yeah, so that's fucking dangerous. So absinthe was one of those things back in the day that like. Sometimes you get good, sometimes you get bad, sometimes you get a little something extra. Right. It's like cocaine today. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Like here in like a hundred years, you can probably get at the convenience store and it's it's basically caffeine pills at that point. Right. Um, So it's... But now it's just ephedrine and it'll fucking kill you. Yeah, basically. Uh, So yeah, he's a fan of absinthe. He's also a fan of brandy. So he lives on the edge. He's living on the edge. Uh, he is a heavy ass drinker though, like super heavy. So not only is he getting absinthe that doesn't give a fuck what's in it, but he's drinking a ton of it. Yes. And he, uh, there was actually a really good quote that 
I don't know if I still have it or not, but it was something along the lines of like he didn't want to give up alcohol because he was afraid of like it would like almost like affect like what he was writing essentially. Um, I will say, you know, this is still like during his like teens and twenties. Um, his tweens. His tweens, yeah. Like he he got some you know publications. Uh, people are checking him out. Uh, he gets hired on at the uh, Southern Literary Messenger, uh, and he basically um, writes short stories and kind of do does that kind of thing. Uh, he will also uh, criticize other people's work and that kind of thing like that. Uh, during this time, he does meet a young lady. Uh, named Virginia Clem. Cool. Uh, she was 13. He was 27, and they what? got married. Holy shit. Yeah. Think about that one for a hot well, second. Well, at least they weren't cousins. Yeah. Because that was but coming back, back in, then. But that's the weird thing. It's like weird because you're like, well, back in the day, they did that kind of thing. But if you look through, it to, through today's eyes, you're like, wow, R. Kelly, you really... 13 though yeah yeah you really uh like she's not even grown yet yeah no it's like god yeah. she doesn't even know how to boss you around yet it's crazy exactly she doesn't know how to be the dominant yeah um what if she did though i mean they did grow up quicker what if she was the dumb at the 13 dumb. yeah She's like, get on the floor, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, fuck, I just came. <laughs> now. <laughs> um, so they were together. Uh, here's the sad part. You ready for it? Okay. I got my tear face on. Yeah. His wife died at the age of 24. God damn. Of tuberculosis. He got 11 good years in with her, though. Yeah. So he was pretty heavy into drinking beforehand. But after his wife died, he essentially lost his shit. And how old was he when they got married? 27, 27. So 11 years after that. So he's 38. He's 38. Oh, poor guy. Um. That's what that's about my age. Yeah. So that's kind of getting towards the end of his life. Now, I do also want to preface this. So like he had times of not wanting to drink. So the doctors prescribed him something to get him to quit drinking. And you know what it was? Heroin. Yes. Yep. Opium. Yeah, same thing. Same shit. Yep. So he started to take and use opium instead of drinking and then he got addicted to opium yeah and then As after his wife died he lost his shit and was then just kind of doing a little bit of both yeah party animal style now during all this <laughs> all this crazy shit that's happened in his life he is writing a wide range of different of like the greatest like he wrote two books the fall of the house of usher and the narrative author gordon pym he probably wrote oh, i don't know 50 60 uh poems or short stories i'm sorry um and then probably about 15 poems and you all know them from the raven 
uh, Telltale Heart, The Valentine, um, Hand in a Sling, Why the Little Frenchman Wears His, <laughs> uh, Hand in a Sling, uh, Telltale Heart. Thou- <laughs> I realize I read that backwards. Pit in the Pendulum. That was another one of his oh, famous okay. ones. Yeah. Um, guess how long he lived? Uh, so he was 38 when she died. Yep. So I'm going to say he was 42. You are damn close because he died at the age of 40. Oh, okay. Well, that wasn't very long after she died then. No, he drank himself stupid. Followed her straight to the grave. Yeah. Um, He basically, um, and that was actually when he wrote like some of his like kind of greater masterpieces, but the thing that circled around his death is no one actually knows what happened to him. Like no one knows how he died. What do you mean? Um, So he basically went to a hospital in Baltimore. Yeah. And his wife a couple years earlier thought he looked bad like he looked bad like so this some, was a couple years before his death yeah i was like you're not looking so hot and i'm sure yeah. after she died he was kind of hitting the booth so a lot of people think it was um it was drug related some people thought it was alcohol related some people thought it was uh brain congestion cholera heart disease rabies suicide or tuberculosis uh, or something else. Um, so they never really knew actually what happened to the guy. Jesus. Yeah. And it's just been one of those big mysteries. Of course, like, you know, they didn't have autopsy back then. So who the hell is going to know this kind of shit? Uh, Somebody who did it. Yeah. But. So who do you think did it? Uh, there's actually a movie called The Raven. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That, that Wait, that has John Cusack in it, right? That's exactly who it's got in it. Cool. Um, but it kind of gives you like a a weird conspiracy theory version of what happened, where it was like one of his rivals, which one of his rivals left a shitty obituary about the guy. Oh, that's like he died. And this guy who was a rival was like, "Hey, I don't like that guy. You know, like fuck him. I'm gonna write some shittiness." Well, to his You're dis- like, yeah, this isn't the time and place for that. Well, to his dismay. Edgar Allan Poe's work then skyrocketed. Like it, all of a sudden he died, oh. and it was like everyone wanted it. Everyone right. was yearning for it. Everybody's like, "Who's yeah. this guy say his shit?" That's As like what we want. most of the best musicians and artists and poets and writers of that time, they put all this great work out. No one appreciates him because he was poor most of his life. Right, he barely made by. He probably drank, pissed away half of it. Well, when he died, it be, he became one of the most like founding fathers of American literature. I'm sure some literary people out there will hate me for saying that, but I said it. <laughs> but as I said it, I realized I don't know that much about American literature. He's but, like Mark Twain. Yeah, and like I'm sure there is someone out there that has a English major or american lit major from fucking 16 17. i mean we know a guy who has a major yeah. in uh that's right i'll ask yeah we'll ask james colby that's right like how do you think how do you feel about edgar Allan poe 
Yeah. And he'd be like, well, you know, I thought he was a little pretentious. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever those uh, college majors say. I'm sure Colby can come up with something about Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah. It, it's either going to be he's amazing or he's like, he's so fucking over. I'm so over him. Let's bet on it. Yeah. Let's bet on it. Of which one it's going to be? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Edgar Allan Poe speaks to James. You think so? Yeah, that gothic dark style just kind of grabs a hold of the heartstrings. What do you want to bet? Uh, I bet a shot of the one drink we hate. Oh, no. You want to bet it? Oh, shit. So if you lose, you have to drink that drink? I have to drink Goldschlager. And if I lose, I have to drink a shot of yeah. yeah. Which I'll bring you a bucket. <laughs> all right same to you all right bets on all right so you think that you think that james colby yeah likes out Edgar Allan Poe? is that what you're saying yeah that's what i'm saying he's a big fan yeah so then i guess i'm on the opposite end yep that he's like nah fuck Edgar Allan Poe. yeah Whew, that's all right let's do it all right cool <laughs> i'm down uh we'll let you know what he says yeah <laughs> but yeah so that was my drunkard in history edgar allen poe so if you want me to sum it up he got drunk he got depressed some shit happened he got more depressed he drank some more he got depressed he wrote some good shit through it and then he died <laughs> yeah yeah and nobody knows how and no one knows how it's a mystery and he had a crazy haircut and a sweet mustache well, hell yeah. Yeah. As you should. Yeah. Dude, I think it's crazy how they just, it's just a mystery as to how he died. Like that part of the whole story kind of blows my mind. Yeah. They they had no clue. Like the fact it's all over the place. They're like, it's drugs, cholera, heart disease. Rabies is back. Like, right. you didn't bite the dog that bit you? Come on, man. You know Come better on. than that. You know you got to bite the dog that bites you. Yeah. No, he did it, and he still died. Yeah. So it was something else, clearly. Yeah. It was probably that <laughs> syphilis he got from the Indians. Yeah. And maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so drunkards in history, we learned about Edgar Allan Poe. We learned about John Adams, and we learned about Franklin Pierce. That's right. Everybody liked to get their drink on, and... uh at least one of them lived to an old age. That's right. <laughs> one out of three ain't bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Good odds. Those are those are all star odds yeah. when you're playing MLB. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, if you have an idea for us as far as other drinkards and drunkards in history, uh, you can email us at uh, soberlessthoughts at gmail dot com. That's right. Or you can go on to uh, our Instagram for at soberless thoughts yeah at soberless thoughts on instagram and on facebook or you can go on the twitter and it's uh think soberless or just search soberless thoughts there's a our our twitter following is starting to grow nice slightly yeah 
but surely. Yeah. Not as quick as our Instagram, but our Twitter is starting to grow. Just like the cirrhosis on the liver of Franklin Pierce. That's right. It's starting to grow. It's starting <laughs> to grow. <laughs> you might want to have that checked. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you want to see all of our old podcasts, uh, you can also go to our uh, our our website. That's right. Soberlessthoughts.com. And you can find everything there. Yeah. And, uh, or just go to, uh, Apple Podcast or Spotify. And we're on all of those as well. And where can they find your personal podcast, Alex? My personal podcast? Yeah. <laughs> your personal, my- I meant your personal, uh, your personal social media. My personal social media. Okay. That's better. I was like, my personal podcast. Yeah. I just got one where I'm just talking into this, a mic. This is your uh, personal podcast. Yeah. This is, I was like, I was about to say that. I was like, dude, I think this is it, man. Uh, that's all I got. We're there. Um, you could also check out at, uh, looks like a gorly. Looks like a gorly. Uh, on Instagram, uh, holla at your boy. Um, I also have a Facebook. I have a stand-up comedy page, uh, Alex Gorley. Uh, so check those out. Like them. Like, comment, share, all that kind of good stuff. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You can uh, find me at Mike is a four-letter word on <laughs> Instagram. Nice. That's uh, nice. Yeah. So uh, that's – but that's my, – my, my profile is all private. So uh, – I'll have to accept yeah. your friend request. Good luck. That's, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, because yeah. that might not happen. Yeah. Most likely will not happen. <laughs> Unless you're an old guy who looks like you get drunk a lot, then yeah, right. I will definitely accept your yeah. friend request. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, if anybody out there in Florida sees uh, uh, my buddy Ralph down there somewhere, I, last week he yeah. got lost. Yeah, some he's got he's somebody needs to find him. Yeah, so somebody look for Ralph down in Florida. Send a line. We're worried about him. Save save that save that guy, please <laughs> for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex. All right, Mike. See you later. See. You.